My name is Megan. I won't tell you my last name, mostly because I hate the Family Guy references. Animorphs has helped me find friends throughout my entire life. I bonded with my oldest friend in middle school because of a love for Animorphs. Is anyone really surprised I have an Animorphs podcast? I can remember which podcast I'm recording this evening. I'm Megan. I'm Alex. By Alex and Tim. Are you sure? Yeah, I guess. I mean, you can be Alex this week. I'll be Tim. We can trade. Yeah, it's it, it'd be kind of the same jokes. Oh God, it would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. Mine would be less theater related. Is the only difference. How's your weeks been, guys? Two weeks? How they been? Mine have been pretty good. I'm in rehearsal right now. The show's going well. Uh, we go into tech this coming week, and it's kind of a weird early tech week because we're one of three shows in rep. But uh, we're in good shape for it. No one's too, too worried about it. and Everything we need to have done is done. So I cannot complain. I am a happy stage manager. That's good news. How you doing, Tim? I'm all right. I don't really have anything going on. I guess I should figure out what days I'm going to go see Alex's production. You should. What days? Yeah. Well, what day? <coughs> Tim's going to come time. every day. Yeah, no. He's going to try every row, every seat. Yes. I mean, we're in the round, so if you want to see it from every perspective, you would need to come at least four, really five times, because one seating bank is split down the middle. What is it? It's showing six times? Yes. I could do it. Yeah. That is the commitment. Down at... I almost said where it was going to be. Breep! There, now you can just use the sound of me whenever you need to bleep something. I don't don't know if I want to do that. (laughs) That was Alex's tugboat, is what I think from it. (laughs) (laughs) It's a sad, sad tugboat. (laughs) <laughs> I still am trying to catch my brain up from Comic-Con and weddings and volunteering at cemeteries. Yeah, you've had a busy couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm, I miss my uh, bed of a life. Oh. No, I, I know I still <laughs> see my bed quite a bit. It's a wonderful bed. But when I can hide in my apartment and do nothing, those were good days. Those uh, were good days. So, this week we read an Animorphs book, and um, I, before we start, I'm going to put to a vote that instead of talking about this book, we spend the entire episode talking about Batman versus Spider-Man. I don't see any reason why we can't do both. (laughs) Okay. I guess. (laughs) I... it, it all comes down to one question, and it's time to prepare. I mean, I think Does there's it? I think there's a different answer. Short term, 
I think it looks like Spider-Man wins. Yeah. Long term, I give stronger odds to Batman. Here uh-huh. is there are two ways I think it plays out. Here is the more probable. Spider-Man and Batman encounter each other. Maybe they start by fighting. Eventually, Batman realizes that Spider-Man is a kid who has lost his family and adopts him. The two work together for a while. Uh Spider-Man maybe takes on some Robin mantle and eventually is killed by one of Batman's villains. Batman wins the end. (laughs) The slightly less probable, also possible (laughs) option starts out the same way. Peter becomes affectionate for Batman, sees Bruce as a father figure, and then Bruce is killed because anyone who Peter loves has to die. Oh. And Batman oh. stays dead for eternity because Peter Parker's real superpower is permadeath. Wow. But only for people he yeah. loves. There's that's, no way out of this. You're yeah, right. that's, that's, that's accurate. Yeah. This is, in either case, a matter of somebody dying. After they have unwittingly bonded. Yes. So, I, I never really thought about the option of them... I guess it's same siding it and then Peter Parker let's, full on Jason Todney. So Todding it. But... Okay. What superheroes fight and don't eventually become the same side? I mean it well, like Batman none well, ever. Yeah, but But also Tim, you say it as though Jason Todd is the only Robin to ever die. Well that's true. That's true. He's just the, the prominent one to me. Let's see, Dick has been dead. Jason has been dead. Tim has been dead. Uh, Damien has been dead. That is all four canonical Robins okay, canonically no. having been dead at some point. That's true. But Jason, I can't even say he was the one that really died because he didn't. But he, like, in context, it seemed like the only one that was going to stick. He died first and also only because people are terrible and voted for his death. Yeah. That's they true. paid money to kill him by calling a 900 number. That's I lied. Let's pretty talk about awful. The <laughs> Let's talk about the book instead. I lied. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm going to, uh, I guess I'll do my recap then. We'll get started there. Cool. Please I'm going to mute myself and finish my fanfic. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, we start out with Rachel and Cassie at school after hours. Cassie is going to get a D unless Courtney the Rat solves her maze puzzle and gets the nuts. Gets what? Uh, gets the nuts. You get that's those what they nuts, say. Courtney. Yeah, it's, they said it like nine times. She's got to get the nuts. That's just not what I heard you say. That's oh. okay. I'm, oh, I don't know what could be worse than get the nuts. but Get um, the butts. <laughs> no, I thought he said get these nuts. Oh, no. You so. you never actually want to, to flop Squirrel Girl's catchphrase around, by the way. Instead of the normal, uh, I'm here to kick butts and eat nuts, it would become, I'm here to kick nuts oh. and eat butts. Yeah. <laughs> Which, there's nothing wrong with that. Just... No, nothing I'm, at all. I but I'm waiting have... for Zdarsky to write Squirrel Girl. <laughs> I have to say that of the four of us, I would have bet you to be the fourth person to make a D's Nuts joke. Me? Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. Now that one's gone in in a weird order for me. No, I think okay. I'm actually less likely than Meg to make a deuce. You think joke. so? I mean, I, I guess you get you to have... since you're you. But 
Am I more sophisticated than you? Or do you think I'm more sophisticated than I am? I don't judge people's sophistication by their likelihood to make a deez nuts joke. <laughs> that, those two are oh, not the, e- e- exclusive. What is that the judgment of? I don't know. That's. <laughs> There's this like natural D's nuts meter that I have for people whether or not they would make that joke. And mine's apparently wrong. So all right, anyway, moving to on. To be fair, it's I'm not time... exactly hundred percent right now, so <laughs> also Tim, it's time to recalibrate your D's nuts. I, apparently <laughs> it is. It's not very good. Um All right, so after they play with Courtney's nuts. <laughs> uh Rachel and Cassie become rats and are attacked by hooligans. Casey and Rachel defeat hooligans and save Courtney and head home to give their little sister a perm. Or one of them's little sister. Uh, the gang is at the barn. The Yurks' latest plan is deforestation. Uh, their gang is going to go check it out. Marco, Casey, Marco and Casey as a wolf. Jake and Rachel as a bird. Marco gets caught in a net and Axe saves him. Casey res- or Casey, Cassie rescues a skunk who is injured during the battle. They go to the mall and acquire termites. Cassie acquires the skunk. The plan is to owl in, crawl, and then termite. Jake running distraction. Cassie finds the queen termite and kills her. Axe computers, and then they escape. (laughs) Cassie is upset by all of this. Rachel and Cassie to Cassie's house. Cassie's going to save the skunk babies. Tobias knows where they are. Hmm, why? He says there's four left alive. Cassie almost becomes a forever skunk, and Jake is pissed. Cassie works out a plan to protect the skunk kits, which, by the way, skunk kits, they should be called skinks. That's all I'm saying. Skinks would be much more appropriate there. Wait, skink, skank, skunk? Is that where you're going for? (laughs) It just sounds like a baby skunk, a skink. Um, Cassie walked the skunks <laughs> I'm sorry Cassie walks the skunks out and then sprays Homer very important scene yeah. dope <laughs> Farron who is the commission guy is coming to vote on the logging that the Yerks are doing they're gonna snatch him as he comes in Cassie and Tobias fly away and discuss morality Farron is pissed about the logging and he's greeted by Human Visser 3. <laughs> Who just smacks the shit out of him. Yeah. The gang attacks and Cassie is shot. They put the I'm sorry, the Yerks put Cassie in a box. Nobody puts Cassie in a box. Cassie morphs a skunk and clears the room. Visser 3 trades Farron for not smelling bad anymore. And Visser 3 is in a swimming pool of grape juice. And that's the book. <laughs> that I the really, book. I really did enjoy his Lucille Ball impression there at the end as he tried to make Andalite wine. <laughs> they were trying to make Andalite wine. <clears throat> I don't like this book. What? Whoa. Why? Why? I found this book boring. Oh, you found it boring? Yes. I don't think I found it boring. I, I, the best Cassie is in the Cassie books, though. Agreed. The best Cassie is in the Cassie books, sure. Yeah. The angsty Cassie. Yeah. I think part of it, this time around, I realized that, like, 
the anxiety Cassie has, I relate to quite a bit. Whether or not it's okay to kill termite queens? I don't think that's quite the anxiety she's having. I think that's what she's projecting it onto. Yeah, that's probably fair. Yeah. It's more the moral questions and the having yeah. to do, like, is Cassie the first, I mean, other than Tobias to eat, is Cassie the first one to kill anything while they're in battle? It's not Yerk related? Yeah. I'm trying to they remember. They killed some ants. Yeah, I, I don't remember. I don't remember anything not Yerk related that had to get killed. It, it had to have been a bug if it was. It had to have just been the ants. Okay, the first one to make a conscious decision then, not like rival ant gangs. I guess you could, uh, could say that that's still instinctive. Yeah. She is probably the first person to make a conscious decision to kill someone, yes. Which is very not to type for her. So I get like the cognitive dissonance of that. Yeah. I mean, Cassie flips out in this book. I thought she was going to quit. Yeah. It must be a later book where she quits. Because I feel like they all quit at least once. But Cassie did not quit. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I like this book. I like the, the conflict between Cassie and Tobias about him eating the skunk. And her, you know, moral, I don't know, indecision about whether or not that's okay what he's doing. You know? What Tobias is doing? Yeah. You know, the, I guess looking at it from the viewpoint of is he killing an animal or is he eating? You know? I guess. I feel like Cassie's a little too judgmental. I don't know. I... One of the problems that I have with Cassie books, because I can look at the first roughly 30 of these and tell you probably the major plot of each one. I cannot do it for most Cassie books. And I don't know if it's in part just because she's not my favorite or if I just find these, they're all to be just stories of morality. I definitely remember liking the Cassie books less reading them as a kid than I do now. That's fair. I, I think it's totally reasonable to say that they're relatively boring. But I also feel like they've, of the two we've read so far, aged in a way that some of the others haven't gotten a chance to. Um, I mean, they all do a good a good job of the things we've talked about so far. Horrors of, lore, of war, moral gray areas, the way this kind of stress builds and builds and builds on people. But I definitely would have read this when I was a kid as like Cassie being almost parody of what she really is kind of the same way marco reacts to her because in media at the time like anyone who was like pro environment pro save the whales pro whatever kind of got painted with that brush 
Right. Like the most extreme example is probably Jesse on Saved by the Bell, who the last time I tried to rewatch that was the most reasonable and logical human on that show. Right. Um, and definitely I don't think she was written to be that parody that Jesse Spano was, but I do think that, that, I don't know, there's something almost prescient about some of her arguments here. The morality, the the deep morality aside, like just the general motivation, I think is, I don't know, there's something I like about the idea that, okay, this was who she was even back then. Like before it became more of a cultural norm to, to care about the environment. Yeah, I guess looking at this book, either Cassie's going to come out the most normal or Cassie's going to come out the most broken when all of this is said and done. I was thinking about that while I read this, especially when she talked about that dream of just having essentially a normal life, having kids, I mean, normal especially by 90s standards, but having kids and just doing that and not worrying about in that moment like what is she doing who is she who does she become after this is like here's this thing and i know that sets up the the skunk plot really but i think there is probably something believable in her that says okay yeah i'm I'm just going to try to live a normal life and put this behind me right. and just not live that anymore i could definitely agree with what you're saying about reading this book like if i had read this book in the 90s that's the same way i would have taken it to you know her being kind of preachy i guess but but reading it now it seems almost i i don't want to say tame but i think you understand what i'm trying to say it's un- understated i guess might be a better way of saying it she's still only a teenager I mean, yeah yeah i cassie is a necessary member and and i don't want to ever ever take away from that cassie is the voice of reason of this group to a fault especially um in this book you know she is kind of running the risk of her friendship with tobias and and as marco points out like she's finally showing signs that this is stressing her out like it's stressing everybody else out but if you don't have someone questioning what they're doing, then this group is going to spiral and become, you know, a murderous group of human beings. So I get the importance of Cassie. I just feel like Cassie's books are always so philosophical and they never have enough action. I kind of felt that way about the first Tobias book, too. I think that's maybe the cost of spending time with the characters who are more, are more contemplative. True. Like that's, you know, if, if the whole series were told from a single perspective, I would imagine those moments How would be boring. more balanced. But I think because, like, every fifth book is Cassie... Those are the books where she, where, where Rawling, Rawling, Jesus, where Applegate gets to play with those questions. Like, it's the only time kind of naturally she can have someone take that side because most of the time, none of the others are really going to internalize those arguments. Right. And it's very clear here because Cassie 
is freaking out about the for deforestation from a standpoint that it's the exact same standpoint she would have had even if yurks weren't around. Yeah. So. While the rest of them are like, it's not that big of a deal. Y'all want to know what the the weird phrase that took me out of the book was in this sure. one? Okay. Please. Uh, and, and again, i very open to the fact that I might have been saying this wrong my entire life. Oh, on, definitely then. <laughs> on, uh, one of, on page 33 in my copy, I don't know if y'all have the same. Oh, that's right. They didn't have newer copies of these. Um, oh, that's right. They didn't have numbers back then. Yeah. It, uh, <laughs> it, they say all of a sudden. Is it all of a sudden or all of the sudden? I I've believe said all of a sudden. You said a. Uh? All of a sudden, yeah. I, I see. I've always said the. I believe, and I am going to Google this and confirm it as I say it, and hope that I have better Google luck this week than I did last <laughs> time. Um. I believe technically, all of the sudden is right. Like, historically, but all of a sudden is, like, so colloquially normalized that it's essentially, at this point, like, just as right. Okay, so so the the answer that I'm getting from you that you're going to research is that both are correct. I feel like they mean slightly different things. Do they? Maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe they're, they're different phrases. <clears throat> The official fr- phrase approved by dictionaries is all of a sudden. The phrase dates back to Shakespeare in The Taming of the Shrew, though oddly the variant all of the sudden was in print six years before Shakespeare. All of a sudden is a long way of saying suddenly, and they are interchangeable. You're saying ah, uh, right? Yes. All of okay. a sudden is a long way of saying suddenly. They are interchangeable. Yeah, Grammatically that's... speaking, there is little difference between using A or the, however, dictionaries side with Shakespeare. I'm seeing the same thing from the source I'm looking at, too. So, okay. Yeah. So, it's uh, but technically I'm not wrong with the. Well, it's uh was the first major usage. The predates it. Uh became commonplace first the as the phrase became commonplace. The became normalized later. It's an idiomatic expression in the first place, so neither is going to be wrong. Okay. All right. Yeah. It's probably got something to do with regional. It's probably a regional thing. Sort of. Funny sort enough, of like... what I'm looking at actually says there is no regional correlation oh, okay. to it. <laughs> Which is what I assumed at first was that it would be, but I'm looking at like, data mapping tweets using the phrases all of a sudden and all of the sudden. And yeah, they're pretty equally spread across the U.S. at least. Huh. Interesting. There's no way I could change at this point in my life, even if you'd told me that I was wrong. I mean, it's, you're not wrong. You're good. Yeah. But it would just be how it was, even if it was. So that's the phrase that took you out. Yeah, as soon as I read it, I was like, that's not right. And then I thought about it, I'm like, wait, maybe I'm not right. Which is more likely than, you know, a published book. 
The correct, I mean, okay, they've never once hyphenated Spider-Man, so I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) But the correct answer is, all of us is wrong, and none of us is wrong. There we go. All of us are wrong, and none of us is wrong. But I wanted the parallelism. Bite me, English language, you're a living creature. The other thing is when he named the skunks after the Ramones. (laughs) He picked an odd set of the Ramones for me. Okay. Did anyone get, though, the Alex joke on the next page? Because Marco definitely made a joke that I was thinking, basically as I was thinking it, and it was so subtle that I know as a kid I would not have gotten it, and it was so natural that I don't think, A, if I had said it in conversation during the show, or B, when Marco said it, that necessarily everyone reading would get it either. No, I did not catch this joke. I don't even know what page it's on. I don't either. I'm trying to find it now. Uh, Hang on. I can give you the page number. I found it. Alright, the next page, um, I've got screenshots, uh, so the kits are alright. <laughs> oh wait, no, I think I did get that one. The Who song, the kids are alright, yeah. 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 <laughs> so the Who, I don't know, the Who wouldn't necessarily be Andalites, because apparently all Earth music sucks. Yeah, that's true. But he didn't. He didn't go with the, like if I had named four skunks after the Ramones, there would be a Dee Dee. So he went like with different CJ. Ramones than he did. I'm just saying, how could you not go with Dee Dee for a Ramone skunk? That's the one Tobias ate. Oh, oh. too soon. Look, it's just <laughs> the natural food chain. Hawks eat skunks. And Delights and Hawk's girlfriends eat Hawks with barbecue sauce. I hate you <laughs> so much. Okay, but for real, I want to make Visser 3's barbecue sauce t-shirts. Absolutely. Only with the Visser 3 barbecue sauce logo. Make Visser 3 barbecue sauce that has a grape jelly base. <laughs> Deal. Okay. I will accept this this condition. So, I think we all uh, agree this is a full, more of a philosoph- philosophical book. Falafel. It is a falafel. <laughs> and, and not a lot of action happens here. The yes. whole intent is that, like, the Yerks are trying to deforest the area because Andalites live there and trying to flush it out. The end. That's the action. And I was waiting for the the bones joke from Alex. I guess I'm not going to get it. <laughs> when you can you make said, the bones joke. When you said DeForest, maybe that's only me that knows the guy that plays the doctor in the original Star Trek was named DeForest. Oh, that may be just you, honey. Uh, yeah. No, it's not. I just enjoy watching Tim squirm. Uh, yeah, I was waiting for I couldn't put anything together. Hoping you were going to dive in on that one. I could tell that my silence was just Kellying him. <laughs> it was. <laughs> what do you think of the team ups that uh, they had, where it's uh, Marco and Cassie and uh, Jake and Tobias? We never really saw much of the Jake and Tobias. Well, of course not. It's not their book, but right. But I don't know. Marco and Cassie. I feel like they mesh well. 
I feel like they do sometimes and sometimes they're like I actually dug them way later when like he was skunk daddy <laughs> well when he was skunk daddy and when uh like when he and Axe and Rachel and Cassie infiltrated the fucking lumber company yeah and because I'm assuming that's what Dapson means based on Axe's <laughs> response to it um, oh you think it's fucking Yes. I assumed it was some kind of, like, shit pile. I like the idea that by the time this series is over, we will know every alien species (laughs) word for fucking. (laughs) Do yurks fuck? Do you have a word for fucking? Yurks natural state is an orgy. No, stop that. They no, probably no, have as many words for fucking as I really people like... indigenous to Arctic climates have for snow. I feel like yurks separate. I don't feel like they have sex and produce little baby yurks. I feel like they go poof and more yurks come out. They can reproduce through budding or fission and still enjoy getting down with each other. Jesus Christ, your face. The seriousness in that face. Hey, don't kink shame the Yurks. I'm not trying to kink shame the Yurks. I'm just trying to point out do they have an actual need for the word fuck? Maybe they just want the word fuck. (laughs) Okay, fine. (laughs) (laughs) Tim is just like enjoying... (laughs) <laughs> listening in on this i think I'm, I'm actually coming up with slang terms for your no loving no Mm-mm. because like a lot of the human ones they wouldn't apply like that's the first place i went when you said getting down i thought boning down and i'm like well that that's just clearly not gonna work so i, I was going to some really weird places getting their goose on goose yeah Goosh-a. worming down worming down there you go yeah. jesus we could go with baiting the hook. Yeah, that's a that's good a one. good one. Yeah. There's a bit of like triple entendre in that. <laughs> I don't understand why this word has to be related to sex. I, I don't know. Ask the Yerks. They did it. Yeah. I don't think that's what K. Applegate meant. That's how I read it. Yeah. I mean, look, I like that. the alternative is that simply the word is is functionally doing the same job as fucking in a non-procreative or non, I should say, non-sexually based way in the English language, more as an exclamation, and doesn't necessarily have any, uh, any sort of linguistic tie to the idea of yerk sex. Maybe they have other words for when they goosh down. But I feel like it does the same though. job. Like, as you go to, like, say, our culture or the hork culture, who we've already determined have a word for it. Yeah. It would naturally, like, the meanings would cross because it would be such a close word. Just over time, that would happen. It yeah. would mean goosh down, even if it wasn't originally that way. And if, if Dapson were the word for fucking, it would make sense as to why hork controllers so freely throw around fucking in their own language because it's it's sort of a cultural yep. touch, touchstone. Yep, yeah. 
it's the it's, thing that brings us all together. If there were an intergalactic Rosetta Stone, at the top it would say fucking <laughs> equals Gafferak equals Dapson. Okay, there's your shirt right there. <laughs> just I all just... the alien words for fucking on one. Also, I want a shirt that says Tobias ate DD. <laughs> That'd be a really And good all I one got too. was this lousy shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys keeping track of these shirts that you want? Because I sure as hell am not. No, I've got a... We're recording all this stuff. It's on record now. I've got a list. It's fine. <laughs> My first priority with merch is definitely going to be a gag-a-maggot button, though. Yes, absolutely. I don't know. I went with, like, the shitty lo- lumber company. Or, like... I don't know. Something I went completely different. Okay. Okay. Let's let's role play this one. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna be Visser three. Tim, okay. you be uh 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 Tim Resh two two six. Okay. Who is sitting in a strategic planning mes- meeting with Visser 3, trying to figure out how to deal with the Andalites who fucked up his feeding time last week. Okay. I want those Dapson Andalites caught. You, Timresh, 226. Uh, uh... How are you going to get them out of the forest? Uh, well, we could we could send down a blade ship. And we we could... can't send down a blade ship. We're already short on Condrona. We've got to bust people up here. Our resources are tight. Uh, we could try cutting down the forest? What? You want to start a Dapson lumber company just to chase these people out? We could, we could even call it that, sir. That's a great idea. I don't care what you do, Tim Resh. If you don't figure this out and go... I don't know. Start your Dapson Lumber Company. I'm going to wear your genitals as a hat on my left eye stock. Yes, sir. I'm going to yes, turn sir. you into a Timmy cap. Oh, uh, uh, we'll, we'll get started right now, sir. Thank you, What sir. are you going to call it? The Dapson Lumber Company. They, they won't know any better. It'll be like a big joke to us anyway. Uh, it's good as good as anything else. I look forward to no longer having a cold left eye stock. <laughs> okay all right fine fine i cave this concludes the first the, the first <clears throat> installment of our new segment uh, uh parks and yerk yerks and wreck yerks and wreck i'll allow it yeah also, I, I, it's good to know that Andalite genitalia could be fashioned... Oh, no, I'm not an Andalite in that story, am I? Yeah, you're I'm a yerk. A, yeah, I'm a yerk. My yerk genitalia can be fashioned into an Andalite <laughs> eye stock cap. Yeah. <laughs> and they say yerks are useless when they're not inside a host. Sir, sir, if you take my genitalia, I can't gush down anymore. No more Dabson for me. Shut up, Timmy Cap 226. <laughs> Timmy Cap. that was more entertaining than this entire book thank you i might have in the last two weeks listened to the entirety of hey riddle riddle and realized oh hey 
uh, 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 roleplay segments are a good idea for uh, a podcast. I'm going to steal that for a moment. Uh, I have yet to listen to Hey Riddle Riddle. Hey Riddle Riddle is very good. I strongly recommend it. I'll put it on the list. Yes. And uh, let's not do it while we're still on our podcast. (laughs) Just a reminder. And that's the last thing Tim says. (laughs) (laughs) So Tim added his predictions in late last week. We did miss them uh, during the regular episode, but they got added in. And I... Tim, I want you to get a little bit more specific with your predictions because just like <laughs> whatever, they I might, nailed it. <laughs> their Chapman will be there, and they'll morph into bugs. I think it's like your two predictions. Yeah. Now I, remind I, I, me, I, I, I nailed say, the bug thing anyway. Did you say? Well, no, I guess I guess they are insects, not just bugs too. Yeah, that's fine. I was gonna say, did you say insects or bugs? But termites are are also are both. Yeah. The whole goal was to leave it as vague as humanly possible so that I could just say that I was right. I think you also said it was like a Tobias book, but... Yeah, no, I got that one wrong, too. Yeah. They don't really stick to the order very well, I don't Yeah, think. they do. They yeah. do. They alternate. So it's Jake, Cass... Sorry, Jake, Rachel, either Axe or Tobias, because at the time, K.A. Applegate did not think that kids would relate to a child who was stuck as a bird or an alien very well, so they alternated. And then it goes uh, Cassie and Marco. That's yeah. why I think I got confused. So yeah. every other book in the third slot of the five-book cycle alternates yeah. between okay. the two of them. Yes. So Now it makes sense. We also didn't tell you that up front because we didn't want to spoil Axe. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. We get Tobias on the threes and Axe on the eights in this drive-time radio show that is Animorphs. <laughs> <laughs> We do get confirmation that they are, in fact, in middle school. Yes. Yep. And that apparently Cassie has a cool last name that she wishes she could tell us. (laughs) Yeah, I am very curious if we ever learn Cassie's last name. Um, Her parents are also incredibly chill. Yeah. And terrified of skunks. Oh, absolutely terrified of skunks. I I don't think if, like, a random night, even if it was, like, a Saturday night... eight o'clock and be like oh yeah i'm gonna go spend the night at rachel's then my parents would have been like oh yeah that's fine whatever they would have been like no i have to drive you and that's not not happening because now i'm in pajamas (laughs) but yeah i didn't have a social life in middle school so (laughs) i wouldn't know okay did anybody really yes like it was middle school you kind of went where you were allowed to go and were able to go apparently really much apparently meg was one of the cool kids it's fun no i live in i lived in a neighborhood with 600 houses oh no we went to the movie theater because it wasn't very far we did that too that was about the extent of it i rode my bike with these three guys and it was a good time did you turn into animals while you were riding your bikes no unfortunately not I'd say it would have definitely explained the love for the book series. No, this was post Animorphs days. Unfortunately, there was there was a point in here where Cassie says that Jake is good looking inside and out, and I got really creeped out by that. Well, she has just, she has been a flea and consumed his blood. Well, I I honestly went with tapeworm 
I thought that Cassie I had saw. marked a tape for him. Why can't she give him a compliment and talk about how he's a good guy? He's attractive on the inside and the outside. How do you be attractive is, on the inside? Well, by not being a jerk, like you're being. Actually, no, she doesn't say attractive. She says, she says good looks looking. good she's on the, the inside. She's good looking. God. She's like a 13-year-old girl trying to explain that not only is he like the football stud or basketball stud, whatever sport he is, he's also got a good heart. He's a I good feel dude. Like you need to be careful when your words when you actually have the ability to go inside somebody and not I in that like way. I feel like if they had turned into tapeworms, we would have known. I don't know. There's got to be time passage between books. Yeah, There's maybe. There's time passage between books, but they're not allowed to morph into things unless they are foreign missions. That being said, every book starts with someone <laughs> yeah. morphing for something that has nothing to do with a damn mission. Maybe there's some Vor stuff that just got left on the editing room floor. Also, if she had morphed a tape for him, there's no way she was out in two hours. Also, do you really think Cassie's the one to turn into a tapeworm? Marco's totally the one who would turn into a tapeworm. <laughs> this is true. Some girl would turn him down for as a date to a dance, and he'd be like, fine, I know how to get her. I'm going to crawl into her and lay eggs. Yeah. I hate all this. That just made Marco so terrible. He was already terrible. Marco was not like, terrible. He's name dropping himself fair, inside he's other also, people's heads. He's also Tim's favorite. So <laughs> he's also short, and Rachel has the best line. Rachel patted Marco on his head. Don't worry, I don't look down on you for being short, Marco. I look down on you for being you. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, Rachel probably is quite tall because they're middle school. We're talking at the oldest fourteen. So like, poor Marco has not had a growth spurt. And I remember those days being taller than the boys that I am definitely not taller than anymore. Fun Alex fact. I actually through like middle school was pretty average height and then became one of the shorter kids at school. (laughs) It was a little disappointing. (laughs) What about you, Tim? When did you get your growth spurt? I don't remember. I couldn't tell you how tall I was at any point in my life. I can barely tell you now how tall I am. I think I was pretty much with most other people, you know? You're so boring. Uh, He hatched from his cocoon at the height he is now. Yeah. I really don't. I mean, I was always a tall, gangly kid. Well, I mean, I'm sure like in high school I was, but uh, there were a bunch of people taller than me. Hey, Tim, take off, me, so. take off your headphones again for a second. I'll give you a thumbs up when it's time to put them back on. All right. I mean, he is an Andalite, so he probably just acquired this morph and has never morphed into any younger, smaller this, human. This is very true. Yeah, so really, you know, you're making him dance around this thing when he doesn't have an answer. This is true. Yeah. But, yeah, like... Why, why do I keep having to leave the room? It's like mommy and daddy are talking adult talk and... <laughs> No, no, no. It's it's fine. Although that does remind me, I found some like half chewed cigarette butts uh, (laughs) in my driveway the last time you were here. You don't know anything about that, do you? No, I wouldn't. I I wouldn't have left them there. Okay. Were they dipped in engine oil? They were. How did you know? (laughs) Uh, That's how you get that good, good nacho taste. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, nothing. Nothing makes nachos better than a little bit of tin twenty, you know. <laughs> I do like that. Maybe Cassie has like 
a nightmare of just like, is Axe really eating these foods? And do we need to like keep his stomach pumped? I had to have my stomach pumped as a child. What did you eat? It was what I drank. What did you drink? Drano. Jesus. How, wait, how old? I don't remember it, so probably like two. I think it was Drano. It may have been something else, but it was some kind of cleaning solution. Gotcha. You know, back in the the times when the caps on bottles of chemicals weren't phenomenally widely controlled and, you know, anyone could open one. I had a bunch of marbles pretending that they were my medicines. Uh, did they, did they pump those out? No. <laughs> oh, oh, that took. Oh. I assume they're gone, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure my parents know about that. Look, I was a very strange kid, and I wanted to take medicine like adults, and I wanted glasses like adults and i wanted braces like teenagers guys don't wish for these things because i got (laughs) braces most of high school i've had glasses forever and i take more medication than i ever ever needed in life and so don't do these things to yourself okay (laughs) (laughs) like that's my just two cents to kids if i had to go give a lecture to kids hey kids be happy in your own skin (laughs) yeah because otherwise you fuck up your body, apparently. Don't rush to be an adult. Because, frankly, adults are a social construct and it's overrated. <laughs> oh, it's just like I had a weird genie or something growing up. A very weird genie. <laughs> <laughs> Brings new meaning to the phrase luster marbles, though. Yeah. Jesus. Yes, yes it does. Um, so the Animorphs win this week, right? They do. I mean... They very much do. Like, okay, okay. We can all agree this is not the most exciting book in the series. But the last two chapters may be the hardest I've laughed in the series. Yeah. I mean, the the reveal at the end is great. But also Axe's line after they negotiate the release of this poor bureaucrat from Visser 3... You do realize that one day I will have you all, Visser 3 said. With all your clever tricks, I will still find you. No, I do not think so, Axe said. We are sure to smell you coming. (laughs) (laughs) I did laugh the last two chapters of these books. I really wanted that to be the last line of the book. I'm glad for the little coda we get, especially for the grape juice thing. Yes, yes. But that would have been a really strong closing line. (laughs) Yeah. So smell you later, save... Mister Three. <laughs> that is like the most '90s <laughs> sign-off. So yeah, Cassie saves the day by being a fucking skunk, and it's beautiful. Yes. Have either of you ever been sprayed by a skunk? Nope. No, I, I have never actually smelled anybody who's been sprayed by a skunk either i have no idea what that smell is i haven't either i think i've seen a skunk once or twice but i've never been sprayed i feel like this is like the point where jenna would be like oh yeah let me tell you (laughs) let me message her and find out yes please do i am going to read 
the last little bit. So apparently, Tobias shows up looking all smug. And Marco says, what's up, bird boy? I've just been checking on our friends at the logging camp. They now have two entire truckloads of juice. They made trip after trip for juice. They dug a big pit in the ground and made a kind of swimming pool filled with the stuff. Visitor 3 has been in, the, in it most of the night and all this morning. Judging by the way everyone is standing back, I'm guessing he still stinks. Plus, the visitor is now a very lovely, attractive shade of purple. Which I am very curious if he ever turns back to blue because I feel like Vizzer, the book cover for Vizzer Chronicles or whatever, is like a purple. But maybe that's just in my head. I think it's just more indigo there. I don't think that's like permanent. Like, I don't think he comes out of this, you know, as Violet Beauregard. I just think he's a I darker really shade of purple. Did. I absolutely would love it if he was purple for the entire rest of the I, series. Like though. it would just make my day. It Oompa loompa doompa dee doo. This or three, we've got a warning for you. What do you get when you mess with these kids? You get sprayed with a skunk. I don't have a rhyme for kids. <laughs> Oompa loompa doompa dee dee. Or what, wait, what, did, what word did Tim come up with earlier? Skink. That's it. But it was kits, actually. So. And the so... kits are all right. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think a human died to tell him that maybe it was tomato juice and not grape juice? I think the I think... human died not for telling him it was tomato juice and not grape juice, but for waiting. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Or, I mean, like, as long as Visitor 3 is out in the open for seven days, it'll go away. That human probably died just because Visser lost. Or was, was tricked. It didn't matter how that was going to go down. Visser's not the brightest. Yeah. Silly rabbit. Tricks are for Vissers. <laughs> or tricks are for kits. Take your pick. <laughs> so. <laughs> Poor Visser. Um, do we have any updates on, like, where they're located or... Anything like that? I don't feel like anything changed, really. We we do. We do. We do. We do? Uh, yes. Cassie talks about the reintroduction of the wolves into the woods and forests around where they are. Which confirms, given that it's the mid-90s, that they are almost definitely West Coast. Okay. Because there were specific reintroduction efforts made through, like, like California, New Mexico, up through I, Washington, I Oregon, to to reintroduce wolves. Uh, there is an episode of The West Wing in which Nick Offerman plays someone representing one of these groups, talking about Pluey, a wolf who was murdered during or er, murdered in his words, but who was killed by farmers in his in her migration as she was being reintroduced into the wild as part of an argument for a wolves only expressway that would cut up the coast. Okay. Nick Offerman, potential Chapman candidate. Didn't we do this last week? We did that. I, it was a callback. That's fine. <laughs> I'm sure between now and the end of the episode, I will come up with someone to be a Chapman having just remembered that we need to do that. I did have also, a casting and I can't remember who it is. While you think about that, I have a response from Jen. Okay. 
I was walking with my family in Florida and saw what I thought was a bunny on the side of a trail. I ran to pick it up because I was like seven and thought every animal wanted to be my friend or something stupid like that. Before my mom could grab me, I touched its tail and got sprayed point blank and immediately vomited as the nasty stink monster ran away. <laughs> Jenna, we miss you. We'll see you next episode. Yes. How, okay. I, which is worse, the fact that she got sprayed by a skunk or the fact that we all knew without being told <laughs> that she had been sprayed by a skunk? Neither is bad. Stop being judgmental, Tim. <laughs> I suppose I, you're right. Yeah. Bad was the wrong term. Which one's the more interesting point? I think it speaks volumes of Jen that she is an interesting enough person that we know at some point she would have gotten skunked. <laughs> or that we're not surprised. Oh, no, we knew. We we know we knew. We have it recorded <laughs> that we knew. Yeah. Sure. We're like, you know, you know, Jen. <laughs> look to the left. Look to the right. If neither of them has been skunked, Jin has. <laughs> yeah, I definitely haven't been skunked. It's like being haunted by a smell. <laughs> Perform yourself an exorcism with some tomato juice or borscht. I wonder if that works. They did that on Rugrats. They used borscht to de-skunk Tommy and, and Grandpa whatever. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. I, f- I was like, did one of my dogs was, get skunked? It was borscht, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. I wonder if borscht actually works. What is it's beets, isn't it? Beets yes. is like the yep. main ingredient in borscht. Cold beet soup. Ooh, I've got my Chapman. Yeah. Yeah. Are it's we a good October Chapman too? Are we ready for Chapman time? Yeah, uh, let me hear your Chapmans. Okay. You going first, Alex, or you want mine? I will go with the Ooh. name that popped into my head when Meg said, "Let me hear your Chapmans," and I realized, oh, I should have one too. Okay. David Tennant. Uh, that's a good one. He'd be a good Chapman. Like Name one way. thing David Tennant would not be good at. I can't do it. Exactly. There's a new HBO show that I keep seeing previews for, I think, I guess, on Hulu or something, that I think David Tennant is in it. And it looks like the most like non-David Tennant thing I've ever seen. I remember seeing him in something, too, and thinking the same thing. Oh, oh, wait, no. Uh, good Omens. Is oh, it Good I'm Omens? Very, I, no, Good Omens. Okay. Like, I just a, finished the audiobook for Good Omens. That character is David Tennant. Yeah. Did I tell you a friend of mine got retweeted by Neil Gaiman for her Good Omens cosplay that she did with one of her friends? No, that's awesome. No. Yeah. She was uh, David Tennant's character, and uh, Crowley, and her friend was Azaraphil. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm looking to see what this show is that I know, or if it is David Tennant at least. Tim, you had a... You had yeah, a, who's yours, Tim? How do you think about the Chapman's? Uh, mine is Doug Bradley. Google's. Yeah, I, I don't know if you're familiar Doug with the work of Doug Bradley. Bradley. Let's see here. It's a show Douglas William with Jennifer Gardner, that's why. What is the show called? Camping. Camping. Oh, he was Pinhead. He was Pinhead. In movies I've never seen. Um, so you're not a Hellraiser fan? I know, that's shocking. 
I, I just finished the third one as I'm watching all of them this October. Very nice. What's inspired that choice? Because uh, I don't think I've ever actually watched. I, I know I've started this at least twice and never actually finished it. And by God, I'm going to finish it this October. You may not have started this war, but you will finish it. Is it too lame to say Martin Mull? Not at all. Every time I turn on Sabrina, I think, nah, he could Chapman. There's, that's the second Chapman. Martin Mull reference today. I swear I haven't heard his name in 20 years, and now I've heard it twice today. Martin Mull, that's a name I haven't heard in many years. <laughs> I guess I guess he's in a show now. Oh, probably. He is yeah. in something. He's, he's in... Uh... Is it the cool kids? Is that what that? Yeah, show is? that's that's what it's called. That's what somebody yeah. was talking about. I don't know what that show is. No idea. I just see the posters in the subway. No, someone told me about this recently. It is about like in a nursing home. Like it's like nursing home, but high school trips. Huh. Something. Oh, like that, that sounds kind of kind of good, actually. Let I, me I'd see if I can that. find that. See, I went, that sounds kind of lame. So maybe I'm young and Tim might be getting too old. No, I would totally watch that. I did enjoy seeing someone try to recast all of Animorphs, but using Riverdale characters this week. Oh, we're on this. Okay. And then, holy shit, I remembered (laughs) something I was supposed to ask you last week. Tim. Yes. Do not let me forget. Excuse me. Tim Rush. Do not let me forget to ask Meg the thing I was supposed to ask last week. Okay. Okay. I'm okay. the worst person to leave that responsibility with, but I am on it. I will wear your your ass as a Timmy cap. <laughs> so um, this goes, shout out to Christopher and the Animorphs Facebook group because this was not my idea. But yeah, pretty much recast all of Riverdale's Animorphs characters. Jughead is Tobias, duh. Duh. Archie is Jake. Duh. Um, Cheryl is Rachel. I don't give a shit if Rachel's supposed to be blonde. Cheryl is Rachel. Cheryl is a good Rachel. Does that make Josie Cassie just because... I mean... Mostly because I don't want... You don't want to whitewash Cassie. One, I don't want to whitewash Cassie. Two, I don't want it's Cassie and Rachel to be in a relationship, and I cannot think of who Cheryl's in a relationship with, and that's driving me nuts. Uh, she's in a relationship with Tony. Thank you. Spoilers again, for Riverdale. Week, Whoops. Sorry. This book, again, like we're almost to the point in these books where you can kind of skip most of the first two chapters. I'm so tired still of... Rachel dresses like a rock star. Cassie dresses like a farmer. This is a science that they don't like anything in common. Why are they best friends? Who gives a shit? Was it Melody that Archie dated? Or was it the pussycat whose name I never remember? Oh god, that's season one I don't remember. It's whichever one Archie dated. Was It, it was Val. It was Valerie. Okay, right? yeah. Yeah. I think so. Valerie is Cassie. Who's Marco? Uh, 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 Kevin. Okay. He's the usually the first one to tell people he's tired of their bullshit. He's got this, a good sense of humor. This is fair. He's just white. Well. 
I mean, the alternative is basically like him or Veronica. Ooh, Riverdale's really bad about making men of color villainous, aren't they? Yeah. Other <laughs> than whoops, <laughs> whoops. Other than Principal Weatherby, yeah, who's just a badass. Yeah. So now we can wake up Tim again. Yes. Okay. Hey. <laughs> I love that you violate. You just popped back up on the screen. Meg. Yes. We need to talk about the overlap between Animorphs and Harry Potter. Okay. Because this was something you tweeted about, and I'm like, I'm going to bring this up on Minds at York. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. I did too last week when I was supposed to, but this time I did oh, not. Oh, because I was having nightmares? I mean, not specifically because you were having nightmares, but because I wanted to ask the question, what would each of their Patronuses be? Or can their Patronuses morph? <laughs> no. But I like the idea of figuring out their Patronuses. Now, Tim, come back. <laughs> <laughs> a Patronus is essentially a spirit animal without being, without their racial undertones. So, like, clearly, Tobias' Patronus would have been a bird. Would it have been? Would it not have been? I don't know. I feel like he chose a red-tailed hawk because he related to a red-tailed hawk so much. Maybe. That makes sense. So wouldn't their direct, like their 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 most common morphs be their Patronuses? Although, I don't, I don't know if you can have like a gorilla as a Patronus. You can. Yeah. Can you? I don't know if it necessarily means their most used i don't know i feel like this might be something i need to sit and think about okay well there you go you have your homework cool 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 cool. bring me answers or timrush 226 gets it (laughs) okay how badly am i clipping when i do that oh not awfully okay um anything else we want to discuss about this philosophical book uh, let me double check my notes here. See what else I have. I don't have a ton. Um, it's bad when I'm asking that because usually I'm the last person to start yeah. making comments. Does anybody know off the top of their head the per capita income of Tanzania or the long jump record for the Olympics? No. Okay. Olympic long jump. Oh, you're looking that up. Record. We. I did make a note that for the first time, so Jake ends up pulling the short straw and has to be the distraction. Yes. Jake and the decoy. Instantly, we are shown our number two. Do you agree with our number two in this group or not? Is it Fifi? Fifi. No. No. We should post a picture of Fifi. We should we post should, a picture of Fifi. We, we should, so that people understand that you're showing us wombat poop. Yeah. You but. may recall in an earlier episode, Tim promised to order a plush wombat poop. And it has arrived. Hence the number two joke. Uh, <laughs> and it's named Fifi. It's named I, Fifi. I set myself up for that. I did not mean to. I'm so disappointed. Also, I said that I was going to mail off the survey from the last book. 
totally not kidding. It's going in the mail tomorrow. Good. It's already got a stamp on it. And I verified the address. That it is still I going post to a picture of because it does have your return address. Yeah. Yeah. And the Yorks will find me. <laughs> they will find you. Um, what if that but... survey is just a trick to get people to respond sh- and out themselves to Yorks? I'm sure it's just like informational stuff that they no longer could give a crap about. I'm just hoping that somebody opens it and sees the email address. <laughs> just all I want is a response. Yeah. I don't. Hey, we got your message. I'll be so happy. Tim's looking for a I... new pin, pal. Yep, that's it. That is it. <laughs> you could talk to us more. I, I could, but I know you guys. I don't know anybody at Scholastic. He could, but he knows us, so he doesn't want to. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm so incredibly offended right now. No, I really want somebody at Scholastic to know. And the worst part is, is I put my birth date on there because it asked for it. And I was like, wow, this is going to be creepy to whoever opens this. <laughs> it's, like the, Go ahead. it's like the end of Back to the Future uh, when Marty gets the letter <laughs> from Doc Brown <laughs> at the end of part two. Someone's going to think that you're a time traveler who's gotten stuck in the future. <laughs> That's awesome. What I really hope is that I should have weathered the envelope before I give it to them. Have to send it, it through mail. Pony Express. <laughs> Jesus. I hope Just I... pay a guy to walk it in there and say, we've had this letter for 20 years. None of us listen to any of the other Animorphs podcasts for various reasons. Um, none of which has anything to do with like a competition thing. But no. I am very and... curious if any of them had the survey and sent it off. <laughs> I'm specifically not allowed to do it. Well, we have tweeted back and forth with them, and all of us say basically we don't want to listen to the others so it doesn't mess with what each of us does. Yeah. Just so no one that thinks being there said, is any weird beef. I've listened to like one-off episodes here and there before we ever started. They're all awesome. Go listen to them too. Yeah. But keep subscribing to us primarily. Yes. And rate and review yeah. us on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, no uh, new reviews this week, guys. I'm very upset. But back to my original question. Jake's the leader of the group. Who's the right-hand man? According to this, it's Rachel. And yeah, no, that tracks. That? How do we feel about that? Can I be real a second like, for just a millisecond? Let my guard down and tell the people how I feel a second? Now, I'm the model of a modern major general, a venerated... Ve- ve- did you never not mind. sing this exact same part last week? No. Last week, I sang Hamilton's part during Yorktown. This That's week, right. I'm singing George just... Washington's part from Right Hand Man. He did did anybody Yorktown. else hear that? <laughs> yeah. he, he said Yorktown. York. I don't want to... G- Yorktown. I I don't want to go to Yorktown. Yorktown also would have been a good Hamilton-themed name for this show. <laughs> oh, that would have been. Um, I do think mine's at York is better though. Uh, good because we're not changing it. I have business no, we're cards not. now, <laughs> and it's good branding. Um, no, I I I definitely think Rachel makes sense. Marco's. Not Marco's in it now for one very personal reason, but in general is not 
anyone who anyone else is going to listen to for leadership. Tobias can't go into the field with them always because bird. Axe met his first human and pledged fealty to him. <laughs> Axe would make sense a little bit as a number two, I think. No, I, I'm going to have to side with Rachel. I mean, that I leaves... 100% always side with Rachel, but... If, if she seems like the one to make the most, like, the decisions that need to be made without, I guess, thinking the longest about whether or not it's the right decision. Yeah. If that makes sense. That makes sense. I am fully on board with Rachel as a number two. And it's totally never, ever going to backfire because Rachel's the best. But it was the first time we actually got kind of a clear number two. Right-hand man. Don't put the one fat food up. The Alexander just, Hamilton yeah. to Jake's George Washington. There you, you go. Just, you keep talking about number two. You guys are both older than me. This doesn't track. Okay, but Tim by a wider margin. Also, I'll always take a good segue when it presents itself, and everyone should know that by now. That's fair. Did you look up the per capita of... Google's being stupid. Okay. So no. It's not something that we need, but I do like the fact that Axe is like Wikipedia. Ask... Mm, Ask Jeeves doesn't work there. Axe to Vista. That's what he is. He's Axe to Vista. What's wrong with Axe Jeeves? Huh? What's wrong with Axe Jeeves? Oh, Axe Jeeves. God damn it. Tim's is better than (laughs) mine. I was like, how does that not work? I do miss Ask Jeeves. All right. Alex, what money-making scheme slash horrific fact do you have for us well i say to vamp slightly for time while i pull it up i have in this case a ranker list um now just a little crossover energy here this week this month for panelology is cocktober and usually we have penis trivia. <laughs> but because of just schedules and logistics and all of that, we've, we've been taking it kind of light. So I have here a list of the 11 animals with the craziest penis to body ratios. And I'm not going to read out the whole list. Note, no human man is on this list. Um, that is almost definitely true. That is true. Regardless of what any of them might tell you. And some things, some things on this list, you could probably guess a bull. Yep. A pig. Ducks. Giraffes? Maybe a little surprising. Sea turtles? More scary than surprising. Um. Wait, sea turtles have big dicks? They have frightening dicks. Oh. Oh. (laughs) I was going to say, that makes sense as to why they're so chill, but... Their sea turtle penises are called maces. Yikes. 
Because they're yeah. shaped like a mace? I mean, thank you. We could have gotten that. Uh, tapers have surprisingly large penises. Elephants, banana slugs, uh, lake ducks, Argentine lake ducks, blue whales, whatever. So I did read the whole list. Uh, oh, greater hooked squid has a big dick. But the the animal, no. The animal with the highest penis to body ratio, whose penises can be 50 times the length of their body. Or in other words, if a six foot tall person had a dick as long as an Olympic swimming pool. No, not an Olympic swimming pool, a football field. There we go. Yeah. Barnacles. Okay. Barnacles have the longest penis to body ratio because of the distance they have to travel for a male barnacle to reach a female barnacle. Oh my goodness. No. You can lead a barnacle to a dick. <laughs> but. Get on it. Which one of these animals has the biggest big dick energy though uh but the banana slug definitely you think i mean jesse thorne went to uc santa cruz and their mascot moscow their mascot is the banana slug so i'm gonna say them i could not give less of a shit about jesse thorne but okay oh um I was going to go with Sea Turtle. You haven't seen the picture. It's more scary than impressive. (laughs) I'm going to stick to the banana slug. Alright. It also kind of looks like a sex toy to start with. I mean, yeah, I can imagine it does. But not the one you would think it does. (laughs) (laughs) That is the slowest breaking of Meg that I have ever seen. It's like one of those thousand frame per second videos of just a crack spreading through glass. I had to go through a whole drawer of toys to think about it for a second. Please read your fan fiction. I don't remember how Tim's ended. Other than I think he threw the baton at Alex pretty pretty aggressively. Javelin-like. I can can read the last sentence. Please do. From from memory. From memory? Uh, or something similar to it, anyway. Um, I looked at Alex, and what he said shook me to my core. Yes! Get to the control room! I shouted at the red panda I knew could only be Tim, as I laid out another taxon. Meg and Jen should already be there, but they can't start the self-destruct sequence without you. He paused for a moment, incredulous. I'm sure the next words out of my... Well, not mouth, but brain... We're already in his head before I thought them at him. I'm going to grab my GameCube. I didn't stop to see where he went. I didn't have to. I knew what came next, and I couldn't take a moment for granted. The middle of a fight is the worst time to morph. It costs you time, and it leaves you vulnerable. But in this case, it gave me my best chance to get back to my quarters. I pulled some hork and taxon corpses over onto me to give myself cover, I was already coated in enough viscera that I'd need to shower for a week. I concentrated on going human again. 
My tail slurped back into my body. Everything else crunched and torqued and rearranged. I was human again for about two seconds. Then I started to shrink. Every part of me became more squat. My head, I could feel sucked down into my shoulders. My butt grow stronger. Buns of metaphorical steel. They'd be my best cover while I was exposed. I made sure the coast was relatively clear as I darted out from my hidey hole, my short, stumpy legs scampering as quickly as they could. I was halfway down the hall, racing toward a garbage chute when I saw the hork and he saw me. hork are fast, definitely faster than a wombat, but I was close to my target. I dove into the vent shaft just as he sliced at me. He caught me on the ass a little bit, but my strong wombat derriere was enough to... to Keep him from cutting into me. Although just for fun, I shit a brick. In the clear, I made my way through the tunnels, in the walls, back to my room. I quickly demorphed. I was going to need a week-long nap after this too, but my target was in sight. I pulled the GameCube off the shelf, popped open the compartment in the bottom to make sure my target was there. And it was the only morphing cube on Earth. Now I just had to get out. All right. I miss when we would do those lives. I like it better. It's a little more nerve wracking. Uh, yeah. Especially when is. the last like chunk of it isn't actually written. <laughs> yeah, you did a great job. Thank you. He worked. He worked wombat poop into it. I did. Yep. Probably because Fifi's here. The wombat was already there for the buns of steel. The poop was an ad lib. <laughs> Wombats have tough asses. I needed something that could block a hork while I was diving into a hole. So they can't cut into wombat asses? I mean, it's a... It's thick enough that it would not be a particularly deep blow if he didn't get me square. I did the research, thank you. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Just triple checking that I don't think we have any, nope, no user questions this week. No new iTunes reviews either. Not even like a new five stars. I'm a little disappointed. Aww. Ryan remains my favorite because he's the only person who has given us an iTunes actual review. You go, Ryan. So, a couple things of notes. Alex is kind of doing Inktober, so if you are not following us on Instagram, go check those out. I'm behind. I'm going into tech this week. I'm going to try to get caught up. No worries. Just as, just even if those are the only ones that are done, they're worth going to look at. They're beautiful. Hey, barbecue um, sauces, get at me. Anything you guys would like to promote before we start closing this episode out? Uh, okay. Panelology has been busy. Panelology has been busy. We have some amount of Cocktober festivities going on, mm-hmm. um, including our annual Spooptacular, which is when we talk about horror trades instead of that week's new books. Uh, this one unintentionally became a narrative horror show of sorts. I know Tim has listened. Have you gotten to listen yet, Meg? No, I'm not yet. Oh. I'm like weeks behind on every podcast. I am very happy with how this turned out. 
if you want to know what happens when I delete my own audio track as I am trying to start editing a show, the answer is this. Um, so go check that out. That episode in particular is fun. We've also posted some interviews with creators. We talked to Josh Hood, Jin, and our co-host Brian and I did. Meg and Brian and I talked to Jeremy Whitley and uh, started me on my Rainbow Bright immersion therapy. <laughs> Which is going very well. Yes. Um, and then... Let's see, as you're listening to this, the episode the, the episode of Panelology that we recorded yesterday should already be out, but we'll see how much time I actually have to edit tomorrow, uh, in which Meg and occasional co-host Amber and I talk about this week's comics. So if you want more Meg, go do more Panelology. Or more me, or more Jen. Any of us, really. Even Tim sometimes. When he doesn't break the spiritual room, realm. Which is pretty much every time I go on there. <laughs> yeah, the most disappointing part about me deleting my own audio is that there was just no way for me to blame it on Tim. <laughs> <laughs> he just astro-projected himself. Yeah, sure, somehow in the universe that was my fault. Yep. Yeah. What were you doing last Saturday night around 10.30, Tim? Oh, don't answer that. Uh, was working, actually. Oh. Working it. <laughs> Gooshing down. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, I'm also going to throw out there uh, the next episode of Judging Book Covers is going to be on Frankenstein, and it is the 200th anniversary. Yep. Uh, Frankenstein this year so um, we're going to celebrate some Mary Shelley and uh, then I'm going to the Mary Shelley exhibit at the, the Morgan Museum so very excited about that um, are they going to have any small batch ales that are Wollstonecraft beers probably not <laughs> it would be a good idea that's all I'm saying now Tim yeah I'm going to throw a caveat into your predictions because I don't know if you've actually looked at the next book. I have not. Okay. You cannot predict they're morphing into bugs or arachnids of any sorts. But what predictions you got? It's a Marco book. So I'm hoping that we'll get at least a little bit further in the Marco's mom situation. I hope that Visser one makes an appearance. Tim's all about Marco's mom situation. (laughs) (laughs) You. Yeah. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with, uh, Visser three comes up with other dumb plan that thwarted by the Animorphs, but I really want the, the Visser one to make an appearance. I think you're really going to like the next book. Oh, and then going to be blown away. Blow you all away. I'm going to find out it's not a Marco book at all. Well, we've told you yeah. that it's a Marco book. I don't know if I trust y'all. Tim, <laughs> look at this face. <laughs> huh? Huh? How can you not this trust one, this face? This is the first book that I've got that actually had the 
whatever came with it intact. It's got a postcard in it. What? In book yeah, nine? A... You want to know yeah. why? Because most why? people didn't read book nine because it was dumb. <laughs> I'm book sorry. nine from outer space. <laughs> I went to log this on Goodreads. And all the stars that I gave it are solely come from the fact that she fucking skunks Visitor 3. And then they tell him grape juice. But it was like, uh, it was like you could have book nine or it was like a book set of nine through like 12. I really wonder if I got this as like a book set because that would have made more sense. Because, man, Cassie books. You know, I just realized I had one more note that we didn't address. What is that? Uh, Marco espouses the view that we should let dogs vote. Marco argues at one point that we should let dogs vote. He does it facetiously, but I do have to wonder it's where Griffin McElroy got that from. I don't know. Hey, Griffin McElroy, if you're listening, come on, talk to us about Animorphs. Do it. Any other comments before I wrap this up? All right. We would like to thank Christina Spinks for our show art. If you are interested in getting some art from her, email her at c.spinks dot animator at gmail.com or visit her at chaos does art on instagram you can also find her in our discord chat quite frequently you should really be following her yes you should be and she is a very lovely person and i am always excited to talk with her um while you're looking at chaos does art on instagram go ahead and check out our own social media we are at Minds at Yerk on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we have our Instagram star posting for the most part right now. So thank you, Tim. Yeah, peep uh, our social means so Tim's efforts aren't in vain. We are teaching him about hashtags right now. It's going very well. Hashtag great job, Tim. <laughs> if you want to send us questions, comments, or love letters, this can include your own... Uh, Animorphs money making skills, money making plans, money making schemes. That's the words I'm looking for. Uh, it could also include your own fantasy casting of Chapman or any of the Animorphs characters. You can hit us up on social media or you can email us at mindsatyerk at gmail.com. Our website is mindsatyerk.com. In case you didn't know by now, Yerk is spelled Y-E-E-R-K. If you'd like to help us, if you like us and want to help us out, please go give us a rate and review on Apple Podcast. It just kind of helps us get a little bit more uh, visibility and uh, a few more listeners so we can have more interactions. Uh, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and Podbean. And if there is any other podcaster, podcatcher of choice that we are not on, please just let us know. Is it just me or does Google Play update a week late? No idea. I don't use it. Okay. I've been trying to migrate over to Google Play, but I think it updates a week late. Mm. Um, as for that, we will be back in two weeks with... Another book. I thought I knew the name off the top of my head, but I The don't. Android. The Android. Really? Tim, you want to give any other predictions here? Ooh, ooh, I've uh, got one. I guess in 
I didn't know it was called the Android till a second ago. <laughs> we will learn whether or not Androids dream of morphing sheep. Okay. That is something I have known my entire life, yeah. so I guess it did come from Animorphs. Yeah. I just made a dick joke. <laughs> is that um, the end of the episode? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the best joke of the episode, right there. All right, shall oh, I shall fantastic. I find a random line now and into this? Find a random line and let's end this philosophical <laughs> philosophical debate. All right, someone say when. When? Joey, Johnny, Marky, and CJ. He announced like it was obvious. No DD. Why is there no DD? <laughs> right. Say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. This has been a production of the Carefully and Lovingly Ordered Audio Content Association. I was waiting for Tim. Say your thing, Tim. (laughs) Until then, we fight.